0: Okay, so this Sunday what we're doing, when there's five Sundays in a month, the last Sunday of that month, what we do is we do testimonies. And so we have a couple folks who are sharing testimonies this morning. And testimonies are incredibly powerful. Everyone in the room has a testimony about how God intersected your life. Uh, And so today we have two uh, different testimonies um, in that um, they're just, you know, different folks who have had different experiences. Uh, But again, everyone in here has a testimony, and so it's so powerful. There are no right testimonies, and there's no wrong testimonies. It's just you sharing your story so in some ways in the church you know we kind of glorified these like really huge crazy stories of how I met God and all these things But then some folks have very, their testimony is, I just knew God from a young age, and I've known him all of my life, and both are equally good and valid, and the way that God intersects us is just the way that God meets us. And so um, today we're going to be hearing from uh, Cindy and uh, from Edwin, and so Cindy has volunteered to go first. She's going to share her story with us. You can applaud for Cindy. Amazing. Amazing woman all right. All right,
1: there you go. you oh, okay I have my cheat sheet because 72 years is a lot to remember um, yeah so um, yeah all my life I have had the ups and downs with the Lord like, kind of like a roller coaster, um, but I'll get there. Um, I was just a kid when we started going to a Christian Missionary Alliance church in Massachusetts. Um, I don't remember too much about it, but I remember um, my Sunday school class. I remember when missionaries would come. They'd, they'd have missionaries come like every six months, and share their stories. They would have um, things that they brought, like one man had spears and masks from the jungle wherever he was, and as a kid, it just fascinated me. Um, And Sunday school class was back with the flannel boards. I don't even know if they have them anymore. (laughs) Do they? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I went through, all my school years going to that church. It was a little smaller than this, probably held 100 people. Um, it was very, very conservative. My best friend was not allowed to watch TV. She was not allowed to go to movies. She was not allowed to go to dances. But My parents weren't like that. They trusted me and let me do what I needed to do. And... Um, That's all part of another story. When I saw her years later, she had left the church and become an alcoholic because of the legalism that her father put on her. But anyway, I went all through school on that, and then um, went off to college. Now we're talking 68 through 72. Um, And older people might understand those years. Um, this was the days of uh, wine festivals and weed and esoteric thinking. Of course, that's all still out the, out there today, but um, I just sowed my oats, you might say. Um, college was good. I enjoyed it, I made good friends. I had no church involvement whatsoever, and, um, But uh, I know that the Lord was with me. Oh, and I forgot something, even with my cheat sheet. (laughs) When I was nine, I went to vacation Bible school, and I accepted Jesus at that point. But I think I accepted him because everybody who accepted him got to make a really cool wooden cross, and I wanted it. (laughs) So I made this little wooden cross, and... Um it went through most of my life with me. I have no idea where it is now. Um, when we took a trip across the country when I was 10, my dad wrote all the different states that we were in on it. and yeah, anyway, that's when I accepted Jesus when I was nine years old. So I know that he, like he was with me my whole life. Even those years in college when I was partying, I know that he protected me. Um, those were the down years, uh, just the up and down, these were the down years. So after college, um, I moved to, um, York Beach, Maine, where my parents had a cottage and, um, met Rodney. We started dating in August and got married the following February um, because we knew that we knew. God is good. And, um, yeah, these were... We still weren't work, walking with the Lord. We had friends who lived down the street who started following Jesus. And they would come to us and say, Hey, you know, you really... You, you need to know Jesus. And... Um, so we just started hanging out with them, and Rodney found Jesus by reading the book of Isaiah. Um, that was deep for me. <laughs> but we started walking with the Lord, and we would sit around the campfire at night, smoking weed and talking about Jesus. And, yeah, we finally realized, wow, well, there might be something wrong with this picture, but, yeah. So we started following him, and... This was an uptime for us. We went to this little teeny church on a mountain um, where the pastor was, he was probably in his 70s. He had had polio, so when we worshiped, he would take his good arm and he would raise his other arm to worship Jesus. Um, And his little wife looked like Mrs. Santa Claus, she played the piano. And it was just this little church that was heated by a wood stove. Um, he used to do a ministry with truckers on a CB radio, but he really kind of laid the foundation for us. Um, we soon left there and went to another church that was bigger and um, that they were very Bible-oriented, so we got more foundation there. We moved and we helped to plant a church of the same, wasn't a denomination, but um, in another city in Maine. And at that point, um, this church had like 350 people. We were very close with the pastor. Um, He decided to leave, and there was a hideous church split. Just so bad. People were nasty. People were... Um, just not nice at all about it. Um, And we just decided, well, we really don't want anything to do with this now. We're done. So we walked away from fellowship for 10 years. That was the next down. Um, 10 years of... A good life, we had a good life as far as financially, friends, um, but towards the end of that 10 years we had some things happen in our life, which is part of Rodney's story, um, and our friend says that God gave us the divine wedge. He did. He just went, okay, the 10 years is up now. Um, we're going to have you guys walking with me. So we attended a, a local vineyard church that was um, not far from us, and the pastor was very old friends of ours. We called them and we said, hey, could you come over? We needed to talk to you. And they came to our house at like seven o'clock in the morning. I called them at quarter of. They didn't live too far away. And prayed for us. We went to the church the first day. um, And God put us on a a different trajectory. Um, Yeah. We had a woman come up to us and say, can I pray for you? And we were like, sure. You can pray for us. um, She prayed over us that... We would become leaders in the church, and that our three boys would be ministering with us. And I was like, whoa. You know, we went to the church very gun shy, not even wanting to get really involved other than sitting in the pew. And when she prayed this over us, it kind of resonated to me. It scared me, but it resonated. And, um, I just think about what God did. It was like he caught us up. The 10 years that we walked away, he caught us up in a matter of months with his plan for us. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I'm forgetting things here. but Yeah, so within months, Rodney became a small group leader. Um, we then started a small group we then started to help plant another church from out of that church and he was asked to become pastor Um, our boys this is amazing how the word of God works I mean our boys became all walked with the Lord they hadn't been to church in 10 years and they just Stepped in. Our oldest son became a worship pastor. Middle son had a small group. Young son, youngest son became a youth pastor. Um, and they're still all walking with the Lord today. And I just praise God for that. Um, so we were part of that church. And um, we were asked to bring the youth group to Mexico. And this was our first mission trip. And I was like, God, I don't want to go on a mission trip with 26 teenagers from my first trip. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll do it. And we had so much fun, and the Lord just sort of lit the fire to, to continue in missions. Um, and it wasn't long after that that our church um, bought a house in Costa Rica where we ran, you know, a mission house. We had teams come down to build homes in the area. Um, and out of that came another vineyard church because we had all these young men who were saying, hey, you need to be the pastor to Rodney. You need to be the pastor. Um, and Rodney was like, no, we, I don't speak the language well enough. So, But he became the pastor, and um, I ran the house. where well, we had teams that came, um, maybe 12 to 15 people. Um, so I was in the house doing the cooking and uh, taking care of the people. And this was an uptime, but it was also a very... wasn't down, but it was difficult because we didn't get to see any of our grandkids grow up. Um, it, was, it was just difficult. I was quite homesick. Um, but the Lord went with us this whole time. Like, just even the days when we felt he wasn't there, he was there. Um... I remember going to a a Brennan Manning conference. I don't know if anybody's familiar with him. Um, This man was an alcoholic till the day he died. He was a priest, but he knew the grace of God. So much grace, and that was his main um, theme when he preached. And he used an example of standing under a spotlight you know where there's a light on the floor too and then stepping out of that spotlight into the darkness and it was like you can stand in God's grace or you can walk in the darkness and I thought wow you know just thank you Lord for your grace he gave us grace through all of our ups and downs all of the times that we stepped out of that light of grace um He just was always, always, always there. And I just praise him for that, glorify him for that, um, because we all have our ups and downs, and we still do. You know, there's days even now that I'm like, okay, I'm outside of the light, i got to get back in. Um, But we we left Costa Rica and came here in 2015 and found this church after... We attended Bethel for a while, which I love, um, but I like the small intimacy of the vineyard and the grace, the grace that's here, and the acceptance of everybody. So that's that. It didn't take me 15 minutes, but. <laughs>
0: That? that's great it's perfect all right so edwin come up and share
2: <laughs> hi my name's edwin uh geez it's kind of uh makes you nervous sitting up in front of everybody you have all this uh things you want to say until you get up here right but uh um, so I was born here in Reading. Uh, I have three sisters and one little brother. I'm the oldest. Uh, you know, uh, I had a pretty good childhood growing up. Um, my mom did the, did the best she could. My dad left when I was young, uh, around five or so. and um, yeah, we had a pretty good life. My, I went to, I did all the sports in school and uh, had a pretty regular life. Uh, we had a house in Central Valley. Uh, nice house. Um, you know, and then uh, once we moved to Central Valley, I, uh, I was good for a little while there, uh, doing sports and all this stuff. And then, uh, you know, one day uh, my, uh, one of my neighbors, is uh, we were over at my neighbor's house and uh, they introduced us to doing drugs uh you know uh, drugs and uh we were drinking a lot and smoking weed and uh just we started doing all of that stuff so uh then I turned into like uh a little i guess uh somebody that uh wasn't <laughs> wasn't too good for my parents and uh you know I just was running away a lot and and doing things that uh that that I shouldn't have been doing so uh, you know, that went on for quite a few years. My mom would chase me around and try to bring me back and save me, you know, from, from being out, uh, running around, being gone all the time, and uh, drinking and, and drugging with my friends. Uh, but uh, that didn't work out too well for her. I ended up uh, just getting in a lot of trouble, you know? Uh, I uh, did a lot of time in jail. I've been to prison uh, eight times. Uh, you know, prison wasn't a very good uh, deal for me. I didn't uh, really like it there. But I did uh, one thing that uh, was always there for me. Uh, every time I would go to prison is God would be there. You know, I would uh, I would always pray, like when I would get there, God, please help me get through this again. Uh, you know, I don't... Uh, you never know what's happening in your life until you uh, get it taken away from you, and you're sitting in a, a box by yourself thinking about all the bad things you did. And, uh, and I'll never do that again if you just get me through this. You know how it goes. Uh, and uh, so he's always gotten me through that stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, so I met my wife in uh, 2000, was it 14, I guess, or so? Uh, and we had a son, and, uh, from that day, I had gotten, I got sober, uh, when my son was born in 2014, and I was sober for about five or six years, and, uh, everything was going pretty well. I had a nice truck, a nice house, a boat, my wife had a nice car, uh, things were going along pretty well, and then, uh and then I started drinking again, and uh, it wasn't long after that, uh, my life flew completely back apart, Uh, I was back in trouble again with the law, Uh, we lost the house, Uh, just things flew apart, and, and, and I started to to stop caring about anything, you know. After I would let the drugs had taken control again, and uh, and um, yeah, they just took control of my life, and I couldn't uh, I couldn't hold it together. So uh, after I guess I relapsed, and then I was I was out using again for about a year and a half. Uh, things were really really bad. Uh, we have restraining orders against me from my, my family, uh, which was all self-induced trouble, you know, it was all, all my craziness and acting, acting out of line and, and just being a, being a bad guy. Um, everybody would try to help me and I just didn't want to be helped, so, uh, so then, uh, I got into some trouble and uh i got sentenced to to go to this program uh visions of the cross uh and i really i wasn't planning on even going to that program you know uh oh well, actually let me back i went to the the uh the mission first and uh and i and I got to the mission program, and they wouldn't let me smoke cigarettes there, so i left <laughs> so Uh, yeah, but when I got to the mission, I was walking up and down the halls just crying, you know, of the, because, I don't know, I really, you know, I I was doing really well, and, you know, my son I loved with all my heart, and, uh, my wife and, uh, my family, and all this stuff had been taken away since I started using again, (laughs) and so, uh, I'm walking up and down the halls, just crying and, and wanting a cigarette. And I just, you know, I I just didn't know what to do. So I just I just left all my stuff there, uh, and just left. You know, my mom had to go back later and pick up all my stuff from there because I was embarrassed to go back. <clears throat> but a few days later, I heard about this program called Visions of the Cross, and so I. Uh, I called uh, you have to make these phone calls or whatever to talk to people to set it up to where you're able to go there, but uh, but I went, you know, and it wasn't uh, really I went kicking and screaming a little bit, and uh, you know, I was packing my things up from my mom's house uh, and uh, she drove me down and dropped me off there. And so when I get there, the guys are unloading my stuff from my bag, because they have to go through all your things to, to see what's, you know, whatever, make sure you ain't got nothing bad. And, and they, uh, they pulled this book out of my bag, and I, I didn't see them really pull the book out. And I'm like, going to put my stuff back in, and, and uh, I'm like, this must be your guys' book. And uh, they're like, no, that was in your bag. I'm like, no, this isn't in my book. So it, it was my mom had put the Bible in my bag <laughs> Snuck the Bible in there on me, you know. Uh, so uh, it was like it was kind of like an omen, I think, or whatever you might call that. To, Mom was looking out for me and stuck stuck the Bible in there for me, and and I kind of uh, I kind of took that to heart, you know, like, hey, God's telling you something, you know, that maybe uh, maybe this is the way. I don't know, but there was the Bible, and I decided to start reading it uh visions of the cross was a great program for me uh like i said when i got to there i was uh i did a lot of crying and i felt a lot of shame about the things that i've done to my family and uh, myself and my my life and uh you you know uh i was just a wreck and so the guys there uh you know uh well there's this I, could, I got a little story. Uh, Toby was teaching the class one day, and the group in there. And, uh, you know, I'm in there crying and just tearing on. Uh, so he, he had a whole well, Adam. You guys know Adam that's, that's here usually. Uh, Adam went outside and picked up this big rock, you know, about this big. It's still down there. I see it all the time. Uh And brought it in and told me to carry, he he brought me the rock and set it on the table in front of me. He said, well, you carry that rock around until you can forgive yourself. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want you to put the rock down because that's what you're doing is carrying all this extra weight around with you by carrying all the past, uh, all the stuff from my past around with me. So, so, um, it kind of opened my eyes to see that I, you know, I, I needed to let some of this stuff go to be able to move on with my life, you know. Uh, and those that uh, that was kind of an eye opener for me, you know, like unload some of this stuff out of my out of my backpack so I can don't have to carry so much around. Uh, <clears throat> so that was a year and a half ago that uh, I checked myself into visions on 12, 10 of 21. Uh, you know, I've been sober this whole, uh, for almost a year and a half coming up. Uh, you know, I, another part of the my story is, uh, is, you know, the 12 steps program, I've been working that. Uh, they suggested while I was in the program to get a, a sponsor and so, Um, That's another thing I really wasn't gonna do uh, because I didn't really, I didn't know what it was and it was just scary for me to, to, uh, scary for me to be talking to people like that. I didn't want to call no one. So one of the counselors there gave me the number to his sponsor. And so I called this guy, Charlie. And boy, he has been a, (laughs) you know, He's been a big part of my sobriety these days. Uh, he's uh, 72 years old. Uh, he's uh, he's gotten me through a lot of stuff in this in this thing. Uh, you know, part of the part of the deal is to, uh, you know, the first step is you know, powerless against drugs and alcohol, and the second step is kind of believe a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. Uh, so uh i'd already known who my higher power was as god and jesus and so it wasn't really hard for me to choose that some other people choose other things or whatever but i it was uh i was all in for this thing and then uh on my step three or no i guess i was on step two uh it was around easter last year and so uh sean was baptizing people so uh um, I signed up to get baptized last year on Easter. I got baptized right here, uh, last Easter. It was, uh, I'm not going to say that it would change, it was a ch- that day that I had changed my whole thing, or I seen this great light or something that changed my life, but, uh, what I think it did is, as uh, showed God that I, I am serious about changing, and I want to change, and, uh, that I love him, and that uh i'm I'm glad that he did what he did to save us uh, and I think that you know i went uh I went under the water and came up a new man that's what they tr- they say and uh I really believe that that's part of my story you know uh uh since I've been sober, I've done a lot of great things I've met a lot of nice people that I've gotten new friends uh You know, I've been uh, like Sean was talking about the backpack trip. That was an amazing time spent with great guys, and I'm looking forward to doing it this year. Uh, Yeah, uh, it's been nice to be able to be sober, and my family's getting back together. We just had a baby. Uh, I got a 15-year-old, 15-day-old baby. So uh, that's been a really blessing in my life, and I know that God's God's on my side, and uh, and. You know, I wouldn't have any of this stuff. I would have missed the whole thing if I would have been on drugs and drinking still. And I feel like uh, God has helped me through this thing one day at a time. And, uh, and if I keep sober, then he's going to be on my side. So uh, I'm going to turn this back over. It probably wasn't long enough. But thank you guys for letting me talk today.
0: All right. Hopefully that was encouraging to you guys. Two very different stories, but just seeing how God works in all of our lives, regardless of what it is that we're going through, and that uh, each one of us, God is writing out his story and our story, and that all of our testimonies are amazing, and just seeing how Jesus works in our life is always uh, very encouraging uh, to me. So... Um, We're going to do communion. Uh, Now we do this every Sunday and the way that we do it is that if you're a believer in Jesus or if you would like to start following Jesus today, then you are welcome to come down and uh, be a part of communion. And so the cracker or the bread represents Jesus' body that was broken for us and that uh, all of us are born broken, but Jesus came down with a whole body and he allowed his body to be broken for us. Uh, And then when he was resurrected on the third day, demonstrating that he overcame the power of sin and death. And that as we partake in him, then we too are able to overcome sin and death. And that the wine represents uh, his blood that was poured out for our sins. Um, that he did this for us and our our past, our present, and our future sins, and that when we're in Christ, as Edwin was saying, we're new creations in Christ, Uh, that he doesn't see us as uh, the sinful people, but we're new creations. We're clothed in white, that... uh, We are in him. So um, the way that we do it is if you want to take communion, then you come down the center aisle here, you take a piece of the cracker, you dip it into the wine, and then you go around the outside, you hold on to the elements, and then we'll take communion together. So if you would like to take communion, please come on down. Well, Jesus, we thank you for... uh, coming down to be a part of the world that you created for us, and that you became one of us, and that you allowed yourself to be broken, and you allowed yourself to die on our behalf, that we could become new creations in you, that we could be born again, that we could have a new life. Jesus, help us to... Just recognize you and see you and worship you rightly. Just to be able to honor you in everything that you've given us. Let's partake. Why don't we stand? I'm just going to uh, pray a prayer of blessing over us. If you did need prayer for anything specifically, um, something that you're wrestling with, that we do. Uh, have folks up here at the end of service that would lay hands on you and pray for you, kind of like what Cindy was talking about, that we do believe in the power of prayer to heal people, uh, to help you out emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is that's going on. Um, Folks can come down here and have someone lay hands on them and pray for them. Um, We also have the potluck downstairs, plenty of food, love for you to join us, Uh, but if not, That's perfectly fine as well. Well, Lord, we thank you for this time to be able to get together. We thank you for the gift of the church, brothers and sisters, to be able to journey with. Lord, we thank you for the power of testimonies that you're working in all of our lives. You're doing something, and you've been doing something. It even says in the Bible that you knew us as you were knitting us in our own mother's womb, that you've known us all of our lives from conception, that you wanted us, you chose us, um, that you love us, and that you are working in our lives. Uh, Lord, we do ask that we would be able to see you working in our lives more often, because it's always encouraging to see you in our lives, Lord. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would fill us, that you would empower us to be able to see you, to worship you, to walk with you, and that, uh, yeah, God, that you would just help us to be a blessing to those around us who don't know you yet and who want to know you. And so we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you wanted a prayer, uh, please come on up um, and hopefully you'll be able to join us downstairs.